Hello, and welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English, founder of The Silver Edge. Our mission at The Silver Edge is to inspire men and women in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond to live their strongest, healthiest, most fulfilling lives. In this podcast, we share stories of amazing individuals who are doing just that to help motivate you to become the healthiest version of yourself, regardless of your age. And now, on to today's podcast. Hello, my guest this week is Mark Lucier. Mark is a 64-year-old certified master fitness instructor and sports nutritionist who specializes in helping men and women over 40 achieve their fitness goals. Mark has participated in numerous long-distance races and marathons and worked as a fitness instructor for the Connecticut Police Academy. Mark, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, glad I can have you on. I certainly want to talk about um, your work with older adults, but let's back up and start at the beginning. What were you like as a, as a child? Were you an active guy? Yeah, as a little kid, uh, I was very active. I was probably too active. Let's face it, uh, I'm, 60, I'm going to be 65 pretty soon. Uh, so our generation, when we were little kids, we didn't have any electronics or anything like that. We had the outside. We had trees. We had fields, uh, <laughs> rocks to climb over, arms to break, legs to break, everything else. So uh, very active as a kid. Also, today, there are too many packaged items on the shelves that are causing uh, a big problem with obesity. I know I'm kind of probably getting off the subject a little bit, but when people start asking me about my youth, that's the first thing I always think of. It's like, God, we were, all, all of us were active, running, running around every day. Our parents used to have to scream and yell at us to come in the house. And then we would hear, we would hear our parents calling and we would say, Hey, your father's calling you. Okay. Let's go run in the opposite direction. Then when we get home, well, we didn't, we were too far away. We didn't hear you. Sorry. And then, then you get one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, you know, that's what childhood was like for me. I have a lot, a lot of fond memories of my childhood of just being full of activities. That's about it. And I think that you're right. That is much more typical for folks in in my generation, certainly your generation. It's that outdoor play, that just kind of unstructured activity. And to your point on the nutrition piece, that's, I haven't really thought of it in that terms, but grocery stores definitely look different when I was a kid to how they look today, right? A lot more processed food, um, a lot of, lot of easy, convenient, not so healthy choices. So Moving forward then, as you get into the school age years, did, were you active in any sports in school? Uh, yes, uh, I was very active. I played uh, baseball, football, basketball. I did, the, I did the three main things that we did back then. Uh, I enjoyed it. <clears throat> didn't excel enough in it to uh, get a, uh, a scholarship anywhere. Uh, that really wasn't my goal. I played sports back then uh, because I just enjoyed it. It was it was fun for me. I didn't plan on having a career in it or anything else. <laughs> I say that now, but now look what I do now. So it's, right. it's kind of funny, but that conversation will come up later. Yeah, absolutely. So moving, moving through school, very active in, like you said, the three main sports. And then after school, did you maintain that activity? Did you go to, to college afterwards? I, I know you went on and you, uh, you were, I think, involved in the military police and worked with the police. Yes. Police police. Uh, before I joined the military, I joined the military when I was 25. So I graduated high school. 
Uh, I dabbled around in and out of uh, uh, colleges. Uh, my problem was that I didn't know what I wanted to do. So therefore, to have a solid study and everything, uh, I lost interest. There was times when I had three jobs at a time. So, you know, I was I was always working, but never towards a specific uh, career. Uh, and that was not until I was 25 years old and realized that I needed some kind of direction. And that's when I joined the uh, military, became a military policeman. And that's when actually things started coming together uh, for me as an individual to follow a career. Gotcha. So you joined the military. So they, I'm sure they're going to whip you into shape there as well. Correct. Yeah, yeah. You're a military policeman. And coming out of that then, what comes next uh, in terms of your, your fitness story here? As far as my fitness story, well, I got out of the service and uh, I put in eight years. I was, 30, I was 33 years old when I got out. I was stationed in Germany. Uh, I, and that's where I met my wife. I stayed, I got out of the service and I stayed in Germany due to personal uh, reasons. And I stayed there as a civilian for more than seven years. I learned to trade. I was uh, actually, I learned uh, to be a cabinet maker in Germany, the the apprenticeship program, the whole nine yards. So that was uh, very interesting. Uh, Then in uh, 1998, I came back to the States uh, I actually opened up my own cabinet shop. I uh, had a business for a while. And then uh, things went south back in 2006 and seven when we were starting going through the, the big recession. I'm sure a lot of people our age can re- remember that very well. Uh, so my company did a nosedive. So cut to the chase. This is where I, now I get back involved in fitness. So company goes bankrupt. I don't know what to do with myself. Uh, I actually, I have, a, I have a degree in law enforcement that I never used. I got that while I was in the military part-time. So that's when I pulled, I call it the Forrest Gump. I was sitting at home, getting fat, not knowing to do it myself. I said, well, you know what? Maybe it's time to get myself back in shape again. Took the step out the door and never stopped after that. Next thing I know, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I I ran a 5K. I ran a 10K. I ran a half marathon. And I was like, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to run a full marathon. And uh, that's my life started uh, totally revolving around that. And in the meantime, I went back to school again for a year to uh, get all my certifications as a uh, as a fitness and nutritional trainer. Graduated from there and then uh, started working in various uh, fitness studios and clubs, uh, getting experience. Uh, Then after several years of doing that and doing a whole lot of reading and doing a whole lot of research of my own, uh, that's when I went out on my own as a a private uh, fitness trainer. And that's and that's probably really where the now the story begins. Yeah. So that's a good point. That's where the story begins. So it sounds like you've had a a pretty active life from childhood leading up and maybe a a little dip in the road there, right? You said kind of when you're maybe uh, towards the end of the the cabinet making career, maybe not in great shape, you use that as motivation to get back in shape. And I think a lot of folks can relate to that, right? In in life we have. Absolutely. The uh, life get, you know, life does get in our way. It's how, it's how you choose to deal with it. 
hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. And I think a lot of us start the way you mentioned, right? We get out and we, you know, we're not sure what to do, but everybody can run, right? So what will I do? I need to get in shape. I'll go for a jog. And then that turns into signing up for a local 5k. And it's, well, that that wasn't so bad. And then it's a 10k and your case kind of moves on and on until you're eventually all the way up to, to doing marathon type stuff. So you venture out, you're on your own, you're, you're starting your coaching business. Uh, when do you transition from that in that long, slow endurance type training, that marathon training into more strength-based training? Strength training. Okay. So what had happened when I say that I did started running, I was running all the time. I would run anywhere up to 100 and 120 miles a week. Uh, every weekend I was participating in some kind of race. Got to the point where, okay, I did the marathons. What's next? Started training for ultra marathon. And uh, that's when life got in the way again. <clears throat> had, uh, had an issue with my left knee. I did a marathon down in Florida. Uh, I was supposed to do a marathon in Florida. My knee was bothering me so much that I only ended up doing half a, half a marathon. When I got back, I got it checked out. Well, lo and behold, uh, basically I had bone on bone. Shortly after that, I had my first knee, knee replacement. Then it was like, okay, I had my knee replacement. Surgeon says, you're not going to run any, you're done. You, you can't run anymore. I said, okay, that's when I made the transition. It was like, okay, I can't run. I got to do something. And I said, okay, I'll start doing strength training. So I started doing strength training. That was all well and fine. Unfortunately for me, I had a seven-year run where my knee wouldn't rehab. Every time I would try to rehab it, something would happen. Uh, as of today, makes seven weeks, I've had my sixth knee surgery in the past seven years. So right now, I'm again in the middle of rehabbing my knee. But I'm already back in the gym doing, you know, doing my thing. So again, so I'm always preaching to my clients, listen, life gets in the way. We have injuries, we have illnesses, but it's up to you to put your foot down and say, I'm not going to let it get in my way. I'm going to do what I have to do to get through this. So fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, I feel that uh, through my experiences, uh, get it, like I said, getting older, having all these injuries, uh, I can even go back a second and, and tell you also, because of my <laughs> long distance running, I developed another issue, which was uh, I had a hormonal breakdown. Okay. Basically what happened, both my adrenal glands burnt out. That was the end up being a diagnosis. What happens when your adrenal glands burn out? It affects your metabolism. Metabolism comes to a halt. What happens then? Well, you start putting on a lot of weight and no matter what you do, you can't get rid of it. So then that was my next quest. What do I do? I went to Western doctors who kept, (laughs) kept telling me, Oh, just get, get on a good diet for yourself. I'm like, that's what I, what I do. I was like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what to say to them. I would look at them like they had two heads. It's like, don't you, I, under, I explained to you what I do for a living. What, what are you not listening? Luckily for me, I found a naturopath who listened to me and actually figured out everything that was wrong with me and through natural products. Okay. Basically fixed my, all my hormones one at a time where finally uh, I was able to eat the way I should be eating and through the exercise and I started dropping the weight, started, well, I started dropping the fat 
started getting strong again. The energy came back, everything. And I, if I didn't pursue that as intensely as I did, either I, I probably would be sitting here talking to you being way over 300 pounds and probably one foot in the grave, if not already dead, to be quite, to be quite frank. Okay. That's uh, unfortunately kind of a common, I, I hear that a lot, right? People go to, uh, go to doctors and they get either very vague prescription of, well, you should eat better and exercise more. And I think most people understand that, but that's again, very vague, or they get put on some sort of palliative prescription medication, right? Here, take this right. and it'll, it'll mask your symptoms. And those of us that are fortunate enough to hit upon taking responsibility for our own health and doing some of that research, in your case, you said you reached out to a, a naturopath who gave you some alternative suggestions that finally got you back on, on the right path. I, I do hear that more and more often that people are finding, you know, folks like you, they're, they're, they're reaching out to personal trainers and nutritionists and naturopaths and getting very specific information, lifestyle information on how to treat these conditions, right. And to, to optimize right. their health yeah. and especially in older age, right. When that's much more likely to be an issue. Right. But I, I think it's very interesting that you, you mentioned you had this adrenal failure and this hormonal kind of breakdown due to the, just this massive, you know, slow, long, slow endurance. And yeah, that's probably not that uncommon of a story either. Right. Um, yeah, correct. I actually, uh, through the discussions, uh, it was basically diagnosed. The reason that this happened was, when I owned my business, I had a very, it was very stressful. I was, I was working 24 uh, seven. You know, you went through, uh, put your life and soul into something and it basically it falls apart, no fault due to your own. And working day and night isn't the healthiest thing in the world for you, okay? Yeah, that's not gonna uh, help, that's not gonna help anything either, right? That cortisol right. is cortisol. So, so then on top of, you know, mental stress, uh, I go ahead and start running all these marathons and put all this, unbelievable physical stress upon myself. I went, you know, I went from one extreme to the other. That's another thing I, I explained to, to clients, believe it or not, I have clients say, oh, I want to run a marathon. So I tell them, I said, well, I'll tell you what, I will help you run one marathon. I will help you if you promise that it's going to be your one and only one that you do. Because I wish that old saying, I wish I knew what I knew now then. Mm-hmm. because I wouldn't have done as much running as I did. I, ba- I, broke, I broke my body down physically. So between the stress and, f- and physically breaking it down, this is why I ended up having a hormonal imbalance. And uh, you, you would say, oh, God, you know, you're healthy and stuff like that. Our bodies do crazy things, okay? N- not all of it can actually be explained. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, that's right. I agree. Um, and to your point, I think that's a that's a really good point about stress, right? Your body doesn't know the stress between the emotional stress or mental stress of being overworked or um, being stressed out about other things, relationships, etc., mm-hmm. and the stress that you're putting on it physically. In your case, that was lots and lots of miles, but it could yeah. be any kind of overtraining, right? It could be and, anything. Yeah, it could, right. It could be it could be a traumatic experience. Sure, sure. And when you when you're compound these life stressors with these physical stressors, um, you're, yeah, you're, that's a recipe for, for disaster, right? That rarely ends well. Correct. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. So you've, you've obviously, you've had great perseverance and you've overcome a lot. It sounds like you've, you had, like you said, the, the business, you know, when we went into the recession, the business fails and you kind of, then you're going to make a, a lifestyle change. 
you've had to overcome this adrenal failure. You said six knee replacements currently. Is that right? Or six knee surgeries? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, four four replacements and two aug- augmentary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they had to fix a mistake. They had to go back in. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I would imagine that that kind of life experience is very, very valuable when you're working with, especially older clients, because they're going to have similar issues, right? They're going to have hormonal Absolutely. issues. They're going to have knee and hip and shoulder yeah. replacement issues, and they're going to have mobility issues. And you having that life experience, I imagine, is is extremely valuable as you're coaching these folks. Uh, yeah, well, it it helps it helps me immensely to help other people. I can't tell you how many times that uh, uh, I'll be training someone you know, mid forties, fifties, sixties, whatever, and we're doing everything. They're doing everything right. They're eating the way they're supposed to. They're exercising correctly, and we're not getting results. So at that point, I'm like, okay there very well could be an underlying problem. Then at that point, I may make a suggestion. My first suggestion always is go see an endocrinologist, you know, get your hormones checked out. That's the first thing. Uh, Then if they don't feel that they're getting anywhere, then I'm say, then find yourself a good naturopath. Myself personally, in my area, I mean, I I train people one-on-one. I have a lot of one-on-one clients also. I can't tell you how many of my my, uh, clients uh, visit my naturopath. Yeah. So you're, I'm sure a good ref- a referral source for, for the, uh, well, yeah. Right? But the thing of it is, is that, you know, like this guy, he's, he helps my clients and all of a sudden it could be such a, a minor thing. Like he might, they might have like a zinc deficiency that's caused that's wreaking havoc on their body. You fix that. Boom. All of a sudden you're starting to get results. Some people have, you know, a myriad of things going, going on with them. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's a good point. I, I think that, um, especially as we age, having, having these blood panels, having our, our blood work done, seeing endocrinologists is, um, all very valuable things. Cause your point, if you could be zinc deficient, um, D is another one. Um, B12 oh. is common for folks that aren't eating. On on you go on and on. And if you don't understand that that's, that's the, the imbalance and, you know, maybe taking a, a multivitamin isn't going to correct a, a severe mineral or vitamin deficiency, but a, a, identifying that and pinpointing it and attacking it specifically is, Certainly makes makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. So, speaking of of coaching, and I, I know you've got quite a few certifications. You've trained with some celebrity trainers, is that right? Yeah. Well, I was uh, at the, so a while back. I was involved with uh, Beachbody, and I actually got to meet uh, Tony Horton, who's the creator of P ninety X. And I was actually uh, the first person in Connecticut to get certified as a P90X instructor. So that was fun stuff. You know, Uh, actually, you know, all those, those things I I learned back then, I, I incorporate that uh, into my, you know, routines, depending on the individual, you know, when you're dealing with the senior generation, you know, there, there is no one size fits all. Everybody's an individual. I have to make, I have to come up with programs depending on, everybody's individuality. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. I, I think that maybe a lot of people that's might not be intuitive to a lot of folks, but programming for, you know, a 20 year old kid, is going to be a whole lot different than programming for somebody in their 60s, 70s. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I know that you personally have done, you've competed in the, the WBFF and um, right. I, I wanted to, I wanted to talk a little bit about that first, kind of tell us what that is, then tell us why you decided to do something like that and okay. then kind of how that went. Yeah. WBFF as well, World Beauty Fitness and Fashion. Uh, it's a, I don't want to call it, it's a, a bodybuilding competition. It's uh, what you have is a, uh, you have the categories are listed as uh, fitness model category. That's uh, that depends on your size. That's the size that I fit into. Then you have your uh, muscle model category. That's that's for uh, bigger, even more muscular individuals. Uh, then you have a, they call it a diva. This for females. You have the bikini. Uh, there's a couple other. It's it's and it's all about fashion. You know, the, the girls come out in these unbelievable costumes. It's just it's just a, it's just a fashion extravaganza. And and they and they all, they come out in gowns also. Uh, the guys, uh, even though after we do our competing and our little briefs, <laughs> uh, we also have to come out in suits. Okay, so you judge it on you know how you present yourself. You know, in a suit in the, in the fashion world, things like that. And how did I get involved in that? Well, I must have saw something somewhere and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. So now we have to go back again real quick. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Eight years ago, that's when I first knew about the WBFF and I was going to compete in uh, Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. It's a casino. I was all set, ready to go. This was after I started transitioning from running to bodybuilding. I'm saying, oh yeah, this is fun. I like the way my body looked. It looked a lot different than when I was a runner. I was putting on muscle. I said, yeah, I'm going to do this uh, because I had put on a lot of weight from the, the surgery. And so I was in what's called the transformation division. So I had a before and an after picture. So I was going to do that. And then lo and behold, when I started doing that, I started getting ill. What had happened, I had another hormonal issue. And I was putting on weight again without knowing what it was. So let's fast forward operations, more visits to the doctors, finally fixing everything. 2018, all of a sudden things started coming together. I started losing weight. My energy came back, it's getting strong again. But had everything under control. So it's like, okay, here we go. I signed up for a competition in Atlantic City for another transformation. I had, in December of 2018, I blew up to 268 pounds. Okay, I'm 5'10 and a half. I was, I was quite pudgy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Next thing you know, to December of 2019, I stepped on the stage, I weighed 173 pounds. Wow, and that's yeah, that's quite a transformation. Six percent body fat, and that's all because of you know of the training. My training was for that. I trained six days a week. I took one day a week off. It was very specific training, uh, and that's where I went from there. So now going a little further, COVID hits. I was now I'm like, hey, I'm all pumped up. I'm going to be doing this WBFF stuff. My body's responding. I'm just going to keep on going. Well, first of all, I'm the oldest dude on the stage. Everybody else is like 30, 40 years younger than me. So I was getting a kick out of that alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it was great for me because 
the reason I was actually doing it is because I was promoting, I was promoting myself to say, hey, listen, this was me then, this is me now, you can do it too. Doesn't mean that your life has to come to an end, okay? I've, you know, I've been through the ringer, you know, you can do it too. So that's why I, I re- actually did get involved in the WBFF later on, just to, I don't know, prove a point to say, hey, you can do it too. So COVID hits. I'm getting ready to, to do a show. I was supposed to do a show in April at Mohegan Sun, the show that I originally wanted to go to eight years prior. COVID hits, show's canceled. Luckily, the WBFF, and I'm ready to go. I'm in shape, and I'm like, oh, what a waste, okay? WBFF came out, and they offered virtual competitions. So I said, cool. So I kept on working. I did this, uh, I did this, I did this virtual competition. For me, it was not how I placed or anything. I just wanted to be involved and compete just to be good enough to step on stage and say, okay, I can do this. I think that's great that you decided to get into this into this show as something to, well, obviously to, to kind of promote your business, right? You can say, hey, I, I made this amazing transformation. I'm proud of myself. But more than that, I, I want to show folks that this is, it's not impossible. You can do it too. And certainly you've got mm-hmm. the, you've got the knowledge and the background to lead folks there. I guess my next question would be along the lines of motivation. So you've had a lot of, you've had a lot of setbacks, it sounds like, right? You've had, you had the, the tough time with your business. You've had the, the knee surgeries. You've had, sounds like a couple rounds of hormonal issues. Um, you've been both very in shape and sounds like both as well as very out of shape. How do you, how do you keep motivated through all of that so that you are where you are now? Yeah, how do I keep rehabbing myself every single time? <laughs> well, yeah. out of shape every, it's like starting over every single time. Uh, how, there's a there's a couple of things. One of my main motivations, I have two daughters and I have three granddaughters. And I've always believed my entire life that if uh, you want to be successful at anything and you're trying to teach somebody something to be successful at, you have to lead by example. So my motivational factors was was my uh, my family uh, to show them, listen, don't let life get in your way. Stuff happens to you, you know, suck it up and keep going. Don't don't quit. So you can't teach those things unless you do it yourself. Okay, I can't teach these things to my clients and tell them things unless I do it myself. How can you tell somebody to do something and, you know, you're you're sitting back eating a bag of potato chips and drinking a Coke? Okay, you can't. It doesn't work. You, you're, you're not going to succeed. So that's one, what keeps me motivated. And two, I guess I'm a little selfish to myself. I decided way back, if I'm going to be successful and do this, I have to be a little selfish. And that's what I tell my clients. I say, it's okay to be selfish. Worry about yourself. If you can't make yourself happy, you can't make anyone else happy. So I preach, actually, I preach that quite a bit to my senior clients to, yes, you have your family. Yes, you have to worry about them. But you know what? You come, you did all that. You've been there and done that. Start worrying about yourself. 
That's that's excellent advice. Um, certainly, I think that folks can get absorbed in, like you said, families, careers, and they feel like their energy has to go there first. But there could be a strong case made for self-care being the most important, right? When you take care of yourself, both emotionally, spiritually, physically, nutritionally, all in all those areas, you show up as a better parent, you show up as a better grandparent, you show up as a better employee, you show up as a better spouse, you show up as a better friend. It's it and on and on, right? And I, Absolutely. I, I think that that's really important. That's missed by a lot of people. We live in a very busy, immediate gratification kind of society and people are pulled in a million different directions for their attention. And by putting yourself first in the way that you're, you mean that and practicing self-care and taking care of yourself, it allows you to show up better in all aspects of your life. So I, I think that's fantastic. I think that's absolutely a, a great form of motivation. Then going back to your first point is um, kind of that leading by example, both for your family and, and for your clients. That's a, a point well taken. So let's see, Mark, let's switch gears here a little bit. Let's talk about specifically about training for a minute. Talk to us a little bit about what does a typical training week look like for you? Now, we're recording this here in October of uh, 2020, so we're somewhere in the midst of all this uh, global pandemic, so things might be a little bit wacky right now, but just in general, what does a typical workout week look like for you? Well, right now, uh, I'm I'm from Connecticut, Okay, uh, so our COVID numbers are right now uh, probably the best uh, in the United States. Our governor has uh, has us in phase three, which means our gyms are open at, at this point. Plus, what makes it easy for me is uh, all my clients are one on one private. We're in a private studio area and we keep our distance. So with that said, uh, I'm back to I, out of all my clients. I have two clients that are. Still, uh, they're just not ready to get back in the world yet, which is totally understandable. But my average work week, I start Monday morning. Uh, I probably get up at 5.30 in the morning. I'm here a little after 6.15 or so. My first client's at 6.30. I train two, three, four clients in the morning, depending on how my schedule is. When I'm done there, then I go to my own my favorite gym. <laughs> I go to a different gym. I don't like working out where I work. So, and I go to a gym and I get my workout in. Then it's then it's lunchtime and then I'm back in the gym again later on in the afternoon, but between that I do work with clients online. So, then I'm uh, in the early afternoon, I'm online taking care of business, back with my clients later on in the afternoon, and then uh, probably 3 4 Five more clients in the afternoon, evening, go home, probably on the computer again, doing a little more work. Uh, and that's my typical day. Uh, Saturdays is a, is a half a day for me. Sundays, I do not work on a Sunday. Sunday is rest day, period. My wife always kind of gets after me. I'm supposed to be semi-retired. And she always tells me, she said, how is it that uh, someone who's semi-retired works like over 50 hours a week. I said, well, I enjoy what I do. I do not feel like I have a job. 
Yeah, that's fantastic. Because as you described that, it doesn't sound like semi-retired. But when you when you put it that way, if if you're doing something you love, then absolutely that fits the bill. So, what are you doing for yourself when you say you're you, you know it sounds like kind of your workout time for you is lunchtime. What what does that look like? Are you doing kind of typical bodybuilding type things? What kind of splits? Yeah, are correct. You doing? Uh, right now, I have what's called a uh, four day split that I that I do, which uh, takes me uh, through. Uh, Six day, six day a week workout. So we'll start on a Monday, let's say. Okay, day one is uh, chest and tries with about, right now about 15 minutes on the uh, elliptical after that. Again, I can't, I can't, I can't do any uh, high intensity training. I can't do any hit. So no jumping or bouncing off the floor. Not able to do that. Second day will be uh, back and buys. Uh, th- third day will be all shoulders. Fourth day is supposed to be legs. So right now what I'm doing is it's a, that's rehab day on my leg. So I'm just working on my leg and that's also a core day. I take about 40 minutes and just I bomb my core, you know, the fifth day. Now you go back to uh, chest and tries and then the next day is, is back again and then shoulders. And then that now it's Sunday. That's rest day. Okay. Now also in between, uh, this is what I'm doing right now. When I'm getting ready for a competition, I do all that. Plus, I go back to the gym and have a, a good 45-minute cardio session. It's when I start really cutting down and trying to get rid of any excess fat. So when it gets close to competition, like two to three months uh, before a competition, uh, I'm probably in the gym a good at least two, two and a quarter hours a day total. Now, I never suggest that to my clients because this is what I do for me. You don't have to do that to get yourself in great physical condition, okay? This is, I actually call this, it's a bit of an extremism, what we do here. When you're getting on stage and you're, you know, you're four, six, seven percent body fat, that's an extreme. Very few people can maintain that on a regular basis. Usually we get off stage, boom. We're at the first burger bar, shoving down a burger and a shake. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay, and then you have to put that fat actually back on. You have because you you have to keep yourself, you know, ten, twelve percent body fat to stay healthy. That might be a point missed by a lot of folks as well as they look at pictures online and, and they see these bodybuilders, both men and women. And to your point, they're ripped. They're at a rather unhealthy and unsustainable body weight when they're on stage. 100% and, correct. And those people don't stay that way year round. You, you, you tend no. to miss that sometime when you're just kind of looking at, at pictures of these pictures. Yeah. amazing like, physiques. You see, like you, you see me now. I mean, I just look like a regular, normal person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's it. But I'm healthy. <laughs> right. Exactly. Healthy and insane too. Right. You know, trying to healthy and that, insane. Correct. That, that, that <laughs> so that let's switch and talk a little bit about nutrition. Kind of what are your thoughts and guiding principles? First of all, for yourself, what are you, what are you doing? And I, I imagine you have some, you know, you probably have a bulking and leaning kind of phase in your personal nutrition. I do. And let's kind of start there and talk about how that looks. Okay. For me personally, I'm right now, uh, I'm actually, I had put on some weight because of the surgery, not being able to be in the gym. So now I'm in right now, I'm in, I'm back in the gym, not being still not being a hundred percent, but now it's time to get my nutrition back under control. So for me, um, I'm fine right now. I'm five foot, 10 and a half. I weigh 200 pounds. 
okay? And I need to take off about 20 pounds, okay? So right now I'm on a 2,200 calorie a day diet. What's important is knowing your macros, okay? I kind of drum that into my client's head. I teach them about why macros are, are important because people say, well, I only eat 1,200 calories a day, which is usually not enough for anybody, okay? And second of all, I'm looking at their macros and, you know, out of th their protein is maybe 30 grams of protein compared to 190 grams of carbohydrates. Well, we know that's not going to work. OK. Yeah. So, you know, my, my macro right now, I I pretty much put myself on a, a 30, 30, 30 right now, just a basic 30 percent carbs, 30 percent fats, 30 percent proteins. Now, as I go along and I want to cut off more fat, I, that changes. I, I, I lower my carbs, I lower my fats and I raise my proteins. OK. For the normal individual person who just wants to get themselves in shape and things like that. First of all, I have a very long conversation with them and I have to find out how they have been eating because you can't take a person that maybe has been eating, I don't know, 3,500 calories a day and most of it is carbohydrates and fats and say, okay, all right, yeah, well, I'm going to, you know, in all actuality for their size and age and stuff like that, maybe they should be eating like 1,800 calories. You can't do that right away. You got you to gotta bring them down slowly. OK, and that's another thing that I tell them. I said, this is not an overnight. This is what I'm trying to teach you is a sustainable nutritional program that you can live with your entire life. I hate these fad diets. They drive yeah, me. No, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> what I call fad diets, short term losers. Person loses all the weight. They get off the diet. They started off at 180 pounds. They're down to 160. They get off the diet. Now they're up to 190. It's, yeah, I see it all the, all the time. So uh, it's very, when you ask me about diet, uh, everybody is so specific that I, I really have to study the individual to figure out, okay, what's going to work. And when I, a lot of times, you know, we're not, we're not gurus. We don't have, you know, crystal balls. We don't have a magic wand. We say, okay, we're going to start with this. Then we're going to see, then we got to wait and see what happens. Okay. Just because I, and I try to tell them that it's like, this is what we're going to start with. If something isn't working, then we're going to change it. Okay. But we have to have a starting point and then I have to figure out, well, why, why is this not working for this individual? Is it because they're not doing the workouts? Are they, uh, is there an underlying problem? Uh, are they are they carbohydrate sensitive? Uh, myself, person, I'm very carbohydrate sensitive. I have to be very careful. For me, somebody told me, Mark, I'll give you a million dollars if you can weigh over 300 pounds in six months. That would be the easiest million dollars anyone has ever earned in their entire life. <laughs> okay. Pile on the carbs, right? Oh yeah, pile. On, oh, I'm I'm very carbohydrate sensitive. I put it on like that. So, so actually, to answer your question correctly, what we discussed is the process that I go through with every single client in, individually. So there is I don't I really don't have there is no there is no magic one answer for anything. Yeah, that's a good point. There's not a universal 
best diet, so to speak. I mean, there's a few guiding principles. Whole foods is always better than processed foods. And right. you got to be in a calorie deficit if you want to lose weight. But yeah, right. I think I you're- do, point- I do believe in organics though, uh, very much so. Get, get rid of the chemicals. We got already right. too many chemicals in our foods as it is. And in our environment, I 100% agree. And to your point, diets, quote unquote diets, just they don't work because they by their very definition, they're a time-based thing. And then what happens at the end of that? And it always surprises me when otherwise very, very intelligent people don't really consider that. Okay, well, I've lost this 20 pounds. Hooray, I'm going to go out and celebrate. And then I'm going to go back to what I was doing before. And you're like, well, now wait, <laughs> that's that's not really going to work. But to your point, taking small steps and building a healthy nutritional, building healthy nutrition principles into your lifestyle and making it something that you're constantly working on, constantly evolving, as opposed to mm-hmm. this radical change. In your yeah. example, you said the guy that maybe is eating 3,800 calories of primarily trashy carbs and, and bad fats, uh, you're not going to change that person's diet overnight. You, you might, but that's, again, that's a recipe for probably not long-term adherence and failure, Correct. Uh, but those small steps and leading towards more healthy, healthy decisions as a lifestyle. Yeah. Right. So I want to switch for a minute from nutrition because nutrition, I think, is going to be a part of your next answer. But given yourself, and then we'll talk about your, the population that you that you uh, of your clients. But given yourself personally, you're you're working out pretty intensely. It sounds like maybe six days a week and um, bodybuilding type stuff. You're throwing some carbon mm-hmm. there, and as you ramp yeah. up, like you said, for maybe for getting show ready, that's going to, the intensity is going to increase certainly on the cardio. What are your thoughts on recovery? Oh, recovery is you have to rest. Okay. Because that's where you grow muscle during recovery. You don't grow it while you're working out. You're actually breaking it down. Muscle muscle grows during recovery. It's uh, very, very important. Sleep is very, very important. You have to get proper amount of sleep. What what else? uh, What else about recovery? Would you would you ask about? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the nutrition is going to be a big piece of that, right? But we, I think we've covered that pretty well. And if somebody asks me about recovery, I'm going to answer the exact same way you did. I'm going to lead with sleep. <laughs> uh, to me, that is the most important piece of the recovery puzzle. You know, other people would talk about, well, um, you know, let's, let's work on maybe stress control. So folks that are a little more high strung, maybe they might want to consider, I don't know, meditation or some yeah, kind of mindful practice. I, I suggest uh, yoga is also uh, very good. Actually, I suggest yoga to uh, older clients uh, just for the main fact, you know, get those tendons and muscles uh, stretched out and limber. Uh, I've seen yoga do phenomenal things for people. Yeah, I, and I would agree wholeheartedly. I, I've seen that as well. That that would be my, my personal experience and for myself as well as folks that I've, I've seen that practice yoga regularly. Um, so you've obviously, you, you've, you've done a lot. Um, you've had a long career in, in the health and fitness space here. Mm-hmm. What's what's next for you? What, what do you see kind of in the ne- okay. next couple yeah. of years? Yeah, thanks for that question, because actually I have a very interesting story to tell you if we have time. We have time. Bring it on. So uh, last December uh, 2019, when I was in Atlantic City doing this big transformation, it was, it was such an exciting thing. And of course, there was a, a whole bunch of other folks there, gals and guys. And I got to meet a bunch of very interesting people that I would I would have never met before. It cut to the chase. There was this one individual, this guy, he looked, he looked phenomenal. And so we were all telling our stories. And uh, I was like, wow, this guy looks great. So we introduced ourselves 
And uh, he said, yeah, he said, uh, I lost 125 pounds in nine months. I looked at him like, I was like, no way. How can you lose 125 pounds in nine months? Well, he did. This is a true story. He did. This guy's name is Anthony Lolly. I don't know if you ever heard of him or not. Yeah, he's on. He's on. He's got the Amazon show. Yeah, they're the Amazon exactly. documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't know who he was. I just thought he was a regular guy. We got we we kicked it off. It was just you know a mutual understanding of you know just getting along with each other, and uh, we had bantered back and forth. And he seemed to take an interest that because of my age. And how I looked. So that was that. Next thing I know, oh, and this is uh, my son-in-law got me involved in Instagram shortly before I, I went on that show. So, you know, doing the whole Instagram thing, you know, getting Instagram uh, from everybody so we can communicate. Show's over, go home. So I'm on Instagram and I see Anthony on there. We kind of like bantered back and forth about a few things. And then time would go by and then I'd hear from him again. And then we'd start discussing about possibilities of, you know, uh, he thought how important it was for senior fitness and things like that. And then things would go along. And then out of the clear blue sky, I get a, a call from him one day. This was last April. And he says, Hey, Mark, this is Anthony Lolly. He said, uh, how you doing? I says, I have my partner here, Carlos. He said, we'd like to, uh, we'd like to come up. He's from New York. We'd like to come down to Connecticut and, uh, you know, just have a little chat. And I'm like, okay, well, little did I know I had looked up Anthony before. If you know anything about Anthony Lolly, he's a, uh, he's a multimillionaire. He's a real estate mogul from New York city. He's very wealthy individual. And I'm like, what's this guy want to do with me? Right. I'm just, you know, regular Joe Schmo. <laughs> so he comes down. We had a we had a great conversation. He is such a pleasure to to talk with. You, you like I said, I was at the show talking to him. Did, did I think this guy is, you know, worth a bazillion dollars when I was talking to him? Absolutely not. He was just a regular guy as far as I was concerned. Right. When he met with him, super nice. And he brought forward, he says, listen, this is what we're doing. We'd like to get you involved in this. And this was rbtshow.com, okay, Radical Body Challenge, uh, Transformations. And I said, yeah, sure. Well, lo and behold, since May, it's been a lot of communication going on. We're ramping up as well. You can see uh, my thing behind me, okay? I've been doing, I've been doing some promos. While getting ready to launch this unbelievable online training, okay? He's got trainers from all over the place, all over the world. Super experienced trainer from every walk of every every walk of life. We got yoga instructors. You got uh, power lifters, bodybuilders. There, there's even another woman who's uh, about about my age, a little bit younger, also dealing with uh, the senior generation. He's covering the whole gamut of the fitness industry with nutrition, everything. And this program is going to it's going to be very exciting. It's going to kick off very shortly. It's uh, 
probably in the next two or three weeks, this thing is uh, going to be completely advertised and, and kicked off and, and going live. So that's the next phase in my life. I have this thing back here. Yep. Okay. Yep. My, my uh, sign. This is what I, I sit in front of when I talk, when I interview people online. Place where I work out of now, I have a little office for myself. My life is going to completely change. My work day is going to start with my first client, uh, do my clients, go to the gym, come back to the gym, to work on uh, RBT stuff till my next client. So I'm probably going to be busier than I've ever been before. My wife thinks I'm half nuts. Yeah. And I'm like saying, are you kidding? This is going to be a blast. I said, now I can help a ton of people, a ton of people all at once. OK, so it's very this is uh, very exciting. And this is. Uh, yeah, I'm getting ready to what am I in my golden years yet? Is that what they call it? So this is what I'm doing. And I plan on I plan on being in fitness and doing this and trying to inspire and help people as long as I can. The word retirement is not even in my vocabulary. It sounds like you're kind of living the dream, right? You're doing exactly what you want oh, to do. Absolutely. You're obviously very passionate about it. Um, and I, I think that's great. I, I, I did know that you were active with the, the RBT folks, the Radical Body Transformation folks. I saw that and saw your uh, bio there as well as, mm-hmm. as, as your own your own site. So th- I guess that's a, that's a good way for us to wrap up here. Let's talk a little bit about, first, where would you like people to connect with you? You've got a couple of different ways. What, what's the best ways for folks to, to get in touch with you? Uh, the be- okay, the best way is all you, all you have to do is go to uh, RBT show dot com. Okay. You will find me there. And if you have a hard time finding finding me directly through the site, it's rbtshow.com forward slash mark dash Lucier. Yep. And I can drop that in the show notes. You can get you can schedule a uh, a free consultation with me and we'll get the ball get the ball rolling. Uh, my Instagram is uh, baby boomer fit. All one word, baby boomer fit. Uh, there, sometimes I think that's the best place you can check me out because I got everything and anything posted on there. You can see see me in my competition, see me working out, see me with my family. You get to know all about me. Okay, there's uh, no secrets. Uh, everything's up front. And I'll post both of those in the show notes so folks will be able to, to go there and just click straight through uh, to find you there. So uh, it sounds like folks can obviously get in touch with you a couple of different ways. And obviously you have an in-person practice, but it sounds like you're doing more and more online. So people that maybe hear this or find you online, they're able to work with you remotely. So I'm guessing it doesn't really matter where they are physically. Is, is that right? doesn't matter. You can be from England, train with me if you want. There you As go. a matter of fact, what I did during COVID, this is how I actually got real quick, how I got involved in online training. Well, everything was shut down. I needed something to do. I ended up uh, finding this uh, online site that I could set up and uh, train people remotely. So during, co- so during COVID, I said, well, you know what? I got to do my part financially. You know, I was, I'm fine. I said, but there's a lot of people that are hurting out there. And I said, let me try and reach out. I ended up training almost 50 people online for free. I gave them a, a, a training regime, how, what 
Didn't matter if they had any equipment, no equipment, some equipment, or a full basement full of equipment. I gave them a training program. I gave them a nutritional program, how to work around things during the COVID. Uh, every day, uh, I would throw out a, some kind of motivational post just to say, hey, how, how you doing? Everybody Is everybody okay? Come on, get up, go outside, go for a walk, do something. So that's what I did during COVID until I was able to go back to work again. I was just trying to pay it forward. That's that's a great story, and I, I love that. And I, I think that out of this pandemic, that's one thing that certainly has has changed. Right, is the online fitness community. There's there's been an online fitness community for some time, and certainly mm-hmm. you could argue that Instagram has. You know, most of the people I'm connected with on Instagram are in the the fitness space, but the, specifically the online training. So it's been a, an opportunity for coaches and trainers to to they didn't already have an online practice to develop mm-hmm. that, and I think for folks that are looking for uh, help and looking for personal trainers and nutritionists, whereas before they may have just gone to a, a local gym or something, which is great. Um, that now they've got a little more alternatives and options in all these different online offerings. So that's fantastic that you did that work um, during that time. I, I love the work that you're doing now. Oh, yeah, that well, great our stuff. Our, uh, our modern technology has sure has changed with all these apps because that's what it's all about apps. You know, mm-hmm. you go to a gym, it's like, you got your trainer right there. Okay. This is what you got to do next. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think also for our generation embracing technology and um, you know, here we are, we're, we're doing a podcast with a podcast recording software and it, people will listen to it on, on their apps. And uh, I, I think it's just great stuff. People that are, are pushing themselves using technology to, to help on their, their fitness journeys. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Mark, you're obviously a fantastic ambassador for healthy aging and um, wish you all the best of luck in, in all your, your future endeavors. And thanks so much for coming on the show with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was, uh, it was my pleasure and honor. Thank you very much. Well, that's our show for today, folks. If you enjoyed today's episode, please tell your friends and please consider subscribing and giving us a five-star review. All the show notes and much more are available at our website at silver-edge.com. That's silver-edge.com. So until next time, stay strong.